Talk Network. Hi, this is Devin Track with the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another episode of 40K Radio. And now, on with the show. Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello, and welcome to another episode of 40K Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Alex. With me, as always, is JF. Hey, guys. And Amy. Hello. And today we're going to catch up on the latest 40K news. We got another preview. We saw what's coming this year, whether you like it or not. Um, but, you know, as always, we like to talk about what we've been doing lately hobby-wise. Let's start with JF. So very little um i'm busy with secret projects ndas abound um so basically the only thing i've been doing is just pursuing more work on my gene theater cults however slightly outside the hobby in the realm of gaming i have been able to play my first game of ninth edition yeah that was a crusade game with your brother right yeah wait did i already talk about this on the no show? You, last time you were going to play so how did yeah, it Yeah, right? Okay. So, I mean, listen, time is a flat circle. Um, <laughs> chronology is an illusion. We all live in a matrix. So I, I don't know what date is. Yeah, no, no it, was, it was a lot of fun. I was, uh, was pleasantly surprised at how much the objectives make the game that much more enjoyable. And you got to understand, like, I don't come from 8th edition not liking the edition one of the things that made me grind my teeth when they announced the ninth edition and why i was so aggressively against the idea of a ninth edition is that i was happy with eighth but as with many things as uh, as most children who don't understand how good a tiramisu is until they've had one <laughs> I, I sort of bitched and moaned against it but in the end like now that i know now that i've tasted the, the, the sweet coffee aroma and the, the delicious sugar of it, I do enjoy this ninth edition thing. Awesome. So you were you were playing your Gene Steeler Cult? I was not. Ooh, what were they're playing? not ready. Gotcha. So what happened is I'm like I'm I'm usually a pretty quick painter, but I've been extremely busy these days. I've been trying to balance out just absolutely a ton of responsibilities. And I could not finish my Gene Stewart call. My brother is slower than me at painting, and he's he's he tends to like get caught into doing very complex things for for his figs. So he didn't finish in time either, which is why being a veteran gamer is so much fun. Because instead of just saying, "Well, we can't play," I just I made four different lists of 500 points, and instead of playing Crusade, we played match point, match the game, but a small one, and we essentially just rolled to see what we were going to play. I think we rolled. Did we roll? Or did we choose? Whatever. I ended up, um, <laughs> I ended up playing Tyranids, and he ended up playing my Adeptus Mechanicus. I thought the lists were fairly well balanced, and, but I, I still put my money on the Adeptus Mechanicus. But because of the objective, the way they're, they're, they're done, like it's, it's, it just changed the entire dynamics of how to play the game. It made playing the Tyranids as mindlessly aggressive and just move forward, ignore casualties, just go, go, go. It, it makes it a much more viable strategy than with the previous uh, victory point system. Which means that I could play my Terranids in the same way a stupid six-year-old would, which is how I usually play. So that was successful. My brother tried to approach it in a much more conservative way and, and, and wound up um, basically having to, to, fight, to, to, to fight a fighting retreat for most of the game as I pushed him back towards his table edge. Leaving me to take all those sweet, sweet objectives. <laughs> Yeah, I like that with with ninth edition that um, you know the primary objectives end up being so important. And that's really just controlling the objectives on the board, so you can push forward and still be getting points rather than having to, you know, uh, just leave leave some squads just hanging around. No, exactly. It it means that you don't have to 
you don't have to mortgage part of your army as just to just have them sit around. Like you, we, I paint all these pretty models with these very, very, very pretty guns on them. It really sucks when I have to leave these guns back in a like back in my deployment zone so they can sit on an objective. Being able to just take the objective, move on, and more importantly, also just play around the idea of stealing objectives that have been abandoned that way. It, it makes like the whole reserve game so much more interesting, and being able to you know deep strike or whatever it's called, depending on the army you're playing. Like there's there's a lot more strategic options that you have to plan for. It makes the game more interesting, and I love how. At the end of the day, and I don't know if that's the case for every army, the idea that my Tyranids played in a much more narrative way, that it they felt like Tyranids, they felt like this this wave of Gaunts and Raveners just pushing forth, that was very satisfying. And with the secondaries too, right? Because what you can take um, for Tyranids, you just take I kill more stuff than you did, which is very Tyranity of an objective to take. Yeah. Yes. Well, depending on what you're fighting. Like if I if yeah, I'm going true. against uh, Adeptus Custodus, and I'm bringing a bunch of Gaunts that are easily felled. <laughs> it's not a good investment. Like, no. Oh, you have only three units, and I'm bringing 12? Yeah, I'll kill more units than you will. That's that's going to happen. Hey, you, you still have to apply some math. Yeah. But I can kill more characters, because usually they will have more. Yeah, true. Anyways, it was, it was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to my next game, which hopefully will be my Gene Stealer Cult. Which are coming along. They're they're very nice figs. They're fun. Well, nice to hear you finally got a game in, and even better to hear that you enjoyed it. Oh, we're gonna miss. We're gonna be a terrible thing. Yeah, this, yeah, is, this, my, is, uh, this is my last time recording 40k <laughs> radio until the next edition. You won't get to enjoy my beautiful lisp no more because <laughs> I am out. You can hear me on my eighth edition podcast. Yeah. What, what? Or when 10th edition rolls around. Yeah, if I'll I check like it out it. back then. No such <laughs> luck. I'm, I'm sticking on dear listener. <laughs> How about you, Amy? So um, I've been uh, I've been doing a little like tidying up around the apartment, and that has involved going through um, my pile of shame, which, if anything, is somehow more shameful than I had previously understood. <laughs> and I'm not saying that I have a problem, but... Um, I might have a problem, guys. I don't, I don't know how to tell you. Um, so now it's, it's. I'm like trying to catalog everything so that I know what I have, so that I can sit and like make a list if I wanted to. We'll see how far I get on that project. Um, but yeah, that's that's been pretty much it for me uh, in the last little bit, other than paying attention to like the new stuff that's coming, right? Because that's my whole thing too. Is that yeah essentially none of my stuff has gotten you know like obviously we're far out from having all of the codices so i'm like in this weird state where it's like all right well i want to do stuff but also maybe i should just like not commit too hard to anything right now uh because i'm not going anywhere to play anyway so yeah (laughs) here we are yeah, the the way i'm managing that is i know there are some sure value things i need to make and right. that's what I'm concentrating on. So that yeah. once I do know the what the variables are going to shape up to be, I I don't have like I I've already got the essentials done. Yeah, that's I'm I'm thing. I'm basically at this point looking at doing like my showcase models, like my centerpiece models, mm-hmm. um, which are also the more fun to paint. And so normally I would sprinkle those in between like the boring infantry, but now I'm like, well, I don't know, do I need like. 15 of those or do I need 20 and maybe maybe I should convert a couple more because now I don't need as many that's where I'm at I'm overwhelmed with possibility I did you have have choice paralysis yeah yeah Uh, I did um I did make that gift from the preview though that was that that was the best (laughs) and so accurate and it's just it's just been it's just been my biggest contribution to the community of late. But it was, I feel that it was necessary. I mean, kudos on Games Workshop for being self-aware enough to even have that (laughs) animation. (laughs) But yes, having, just having that Call's hand repeatedly punch the Primaris (laughs) button. Perfect. What about you, Matt? Um, yeah, so I've been able to get a few more games in with my sisters. I've 
really been enjoying that. And luckily, finally, with the restock recently from GW, I've been able to pick up some more units so I can start putting together the uh, the other sisters units, like the, the veteran sisters, the um, Celestians, right? Because they're just, you build them out of a yep. normal sisters box. But I ordered a bunch of bits so I could, you know, sort of make them stand out a little bit. So um, that's pretty much what I've been working on. Um, like I said, played one or uh, two more games with, with my sisters, and I've really been enjoying them. And luckily, they're the last codex before ninth, so I can kind of just go wild off what I have, because I probably don't, won't be seeing any updates. Right. Although a flying church would be uh, I, great, but I, I hate mm. to say it, but that's that's blind optimism on your part. Oh, well, I know there's going to be at least one new model, right? That um, Palantine, or I think they previewed, but I think the speculation is they'll do a collector's box at Christmas, like a Battle Force box that has it in there, which hopefully i mean that's a good speculation i'm just saying like thinking that oh they had they, they just redid like the battle sisters codex they won't they won't do so for a little while games workshop yeah, works in true. mysterious ways i mean luckily i've only got one troops choice in the army really so hope i mean unless they explode you know bring out like four or five more new troops choices then i'll be okay but True. I'm just saying, like, yeah, oh no, I know. There's always especially sisters of battle have a lot of room to expand. Like, they don't have a flyer. They've only got that one trend. Yeah, 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 and they're the the Imperium. So, I mean, they're the favorite child. I mean, I'd be all for a a plastic uh, repressor. Their other transport that was only Forge World, but. Mm. And uh, I also have been trying to organize all my stuff, mainly because I'm I want to sell my condo and move so that's sort of an important step in doing that is moving all the piles <laughs> into boxes and um much like you i was surprised at at the size of my pile of shame i have found piles of shames that match other piles of shame in different boxes Ooh. oh look two there lane raiders go. oh look two more land raiders <laughs> fantastic <laughs> i i Imagine, like, imagine you're a new player. Like, let's 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 just travel back in time just to get an impression of what we sound like, right? Travel <laughs> yeah. back in time to the days when you started this hobby, like as as a young Matt and a young Amy, and everything's like, oh man, land raiders are fifty dollars. That's expensive, which is like no longer the case, but still. <laughs> and and then imagine yourself listening to to this podcast radio show, and they're just <laughs> saying, yeah, I forgot I had. Four land raiders just lying around. Or <laughs> the picture of gaming privilege. I know. L- yeah. Listen, listen, new new gamer listeners out there. I ordered ten lead Eldar models that I had to wait to be shipped from England, and they cost, I think it was five bucks for five. So. Yeah. The well, Halcyon days. I know. Rhinos and land raiders were two to a box apiece. Uh, the good old days. <laughs> they do look cooler now. Though. Oh yeah, they do look they they do look I much. Mean... They're much more impressive models now. The old ones had no interior detail whatsoever and <clears throat> looked looked ah, a little yes, silly. The all important interior. I know that yeah. everybody is glue shut. <laughs> hey, we're we're in the piece. era where people will even paint the canopy of their. <laughs> I know, just so, just so that they don't have inside. to deal with the freaking pilot. Oh man! I know, like I, I definitely, I'm one of those people that I'll postpone doing all of the other stuff. Like I'll, I'll postpone edge highlighting all day by painting interior details, <laughs> so that I just don't have to edge highlight. The the, the first I new Rhino and new Land Raider I got, you know, back whenever they they were released, I painted the interior details, and after that, it was kind of like, uh, there's no real point to doing this. But. You'll know. You know it's painted. That's right. Well, that's guys that are driving. That's. I think that's the hardest thing to get to get over when you first start painting is like you have to paint every single piece, no whether you can see it or not. And then eventually, when you actually get around to like having to paint a whole army for a tournament or something, you're like, well, nobody's gonna see behind the gun, so I can just leave that. Yeah, I mean, it definitely depends on how close. I am to my deadline. Oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. A year out, everything's have getting painted. How have you noticed that clock sort of resets every time you start a new army? I know, like, right. You'll you'll be doing you'll be cutting corners on your recent army, and then you start a new one, and suddenly, well, that tube can't be the same color as the other tube. <laughs> so I need to. Like, well, the trigger needs to be a different 
color of gunmetal than than the barrel of the gun, and obviously. Like, <laughs> yeah, and by the end, you're like, how much of this can I do with a spray can? Right, right. <laughs> Outside exactly. the hotel at if 2 I o'clock just, in the morning. If I just pull a little more oil there, it'll look like a different color. It'll be fine. Yeah. Exactly. That's paddle damage. I didn't just ruin yeah. this. It's no. fine. Ah. <laughs> uh. And I'm sure, I think one of the one of the big uh, sort of checkpoints in, in the arena training career is when you mean to varnish and actually grab a colored spray paint can. Oh. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> ah, finally finished. Let me just ruin spray it paint. green. Shit. I've. <laughs> Listen, I've uh, I've had adventures in using army painter varnish that Oof. were nothing short of catastrophic on a commission. Like I've done oh, maybe man. two commissions in my life. Yeah. And finishing a bunch of necrons only to spray them with what is supposed to be a matte varnish, and the matte varnish covers it with a, a fine layer of snow instead. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Worst. Oh my god. Mm. I, I'm I'm sorry, like Army Painter, uh, Games Workshop, all of you guys. Love you guys. I'm sure you make super great products, but the only mad varnish that's never betrayed me is Testor. Oh, that's um, all I yep. use. Testor's yep. gloss and that. Like murder, but but yeah, and it smells like murder. It's also in a yeah. conveniently weird shaped can. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You are it, unlikely to mistake it for something else. It's yeah no it's 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 perfect in so many ways yeah most of it it's never it's never betrayed me before so I'm I'm good with it yeah so let's assume we have a great segue into talking about the news <laughs> so yeah so we got a, a preview they called it the Codex show and we sort of get to see uh, take a look at the Codexes that were coming out Necrons and Space Marines being the first ones showing us some of the the new rules we could expect um and i thought that the necrons were really interesting with their directives so i had i had zero intention of watching this um because i was like oh well they're just going to talk about the codexes and i don't like i'm not actively playing either of these armies so i'll just like catch up later then that morning i was sitting at my desk with my cup of coffee and i was like well i'm not doing anything else right now so i guess i'll turn it on um and then, and then they were like, oh, yeah, also models. And I was like, oh, oh, hang on. All right, now I'm interested. Now we're talking. Things I can yeah, buy pretty, and pretty not things build. Yeah, can look at. Um, yeah. So I thought um, the Necro models looked great. The Silent King looks I mean, incredible. Yeah. They had a model focus on it on the, on the um, community site today. Um it just looks so cool. And then we get to see all the new, the destroyers, the different kinds of destroyers, new flayed ones, which I think are probably my favorite models from the previous. So here's what I love about the new flayed ones. Um, they, they look an awful lot like their, their profile looks an awful lot like the night haunt, which are the models that a lot of people have converted to be their flayed ones. Yeah. Um, you know, because the the other ones are what fine cast, right? Like you, sometimes you can't even get them. And so I like that they've done this because you can mix these in, and that's been my favorite thing about this release. And it's something I'm hopeful for for things like new orc boys or mm. new corn berserkers is that they'll be new and different and cool, but also you'll be able to mix them into the ones you already have and not have them look completely out of place. Yeah, just the sort of that that synergy that they that they're doing now between the new models is gonna if they yeah. carry that through, it's gonna be really awesome. Yeah, the one guy that's got like the hand hanging down is real good. Yeah, I like just... I like the guy wearing a face over his face. Yeah, I mean they're all yeah they're all they're wonderful. <laughs> they're wonderful. They're very um, uh, unmade from Warcry. Mm. Only robots. I'm into it. And I, I really liked the Psychomancer and that digital skull he had floating around. Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of Mancers now, yeah. right? So we've got the Chronomancer, the Psychomancer. 
Was there one more? I feel like there was one more. Um, but maybe not. I think I those were the two. Because Masters. there was one. There was we, one that came in the new box. I mean, in the yeah, there was one that came in the box, in the right? box set. Yeah. Um, I don't remember which which Mancer he was, but yeah, I do like that they preempted the joke and said that the Chronomancer is the uh, Rubik's Cube champion of the forty-first <laughs> millennium. So I do like that they're preempting these jokes. Yeah, they're like, no, no, we see it. It's okay. <laughs> it's still a cool model. But yeah, the Psychomancer is. That digital skull is That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm lukewarm on it. Like I like I, it's cool. It's cool looking. It's but I I'm sometimes I don't know how to feel about effect on a model. Mm. Like say yeah. you take like the, the the screaming the the screaming bell like has like all, all that fume and things like that. Like I I'm not always on board with having the pain back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it looks great, but it feels like okay now I'm forced to have this effect. Yeah, unless I, I I can convert out of it, of course. I do like I do like his creepy little feet, like his creepy little legs are all tucked up. Mm, yeah, yeah <sighs> he is. The fact Very that cool. he doesn't really have actual legs, and he's standing on his tentacles or mechadendrite or whatever. Yeah, he, yeah, he looks he looks awesome. Yeah, and I thought the um. The director's rules were interesting for Necrons. It seems like they, you know, with with the base rules, cut a lot of stuff out of the time of the game just to add in stuff like this. Um, so it seems like there's going to be six different ones, and each one has one or two effects, but you have to sort of plan out which one you're going to do each turn before you start the game. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether they get cards or they're just kind of like, write it down, you know? Um, yeah. But... I'm sure they'll get cards. Yeah. It'll I'm... be like part of that card set that deck. you get, you know, the stratagem deck. Yeah, it'll have those cards so you can just set them up. Ugh, I want nice tokens, though. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I want someone, see... someone will make them. I'm oh, sure, yeah. yeah. I want to see what the it's other ones good. are, too. Because um, they only showed one, and there's, what, six, I think they said? So. I think so. Yeah. And, of course, they did do some previews of the uh, the Crusade rules. Um, so you can, you know, for this one, you can, the one they showed, you can make your lord join the destroyer cult, which is kind of cool. It's just sort of, really makes Crusade a lot more interesting to me, where you can sort of, they're really showing you can sort of craft your force the way you want. Um, whether it's having your Necron lord join the destroyer cult, or with the Space Marine Codex, having him become a dreadnought. Um, so we also did get to see the Space Marine Codex. All right, we got to talk about the animation, though, because that yes, made it all worth it. Yes, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what it was, so, the, the primaries captains just, the captains, can you just a, make more primaries? Paul, you can't just, you can't just solve every problem yeah. by making more primaries, and Call goes, the hell I can't. And, and slaps the primaries button. It's just this primaries. It's, like... it's beautifully self-aware because Call is clearly a stand-in for Games Workshop. As oh a yeah, whole. big time. Whole but it's philosophy. it's also like a very obvious stance on the part of Games Workshop. It's like, oh, you we're stop making primaries? Nah. No, no we can. We can nah, just fam. Keep making primaries. <laughs> so we get to the oops, all captains. Yeah, yeah, we gotta. A captain with yet a different weapon. Uh, a mastercrafted heavy bolt rifle. And then there's a bunch of guys that have heavy bolt rifles. And then there's some guys that have melted guns. And those are pretty cool looking yeah. though. And I, 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 I do I do like the blade guard model wiping the blood off his blade. I thought that was pretty cool. Um and then the really just a lot of the multi part boxes you're gonna see for the stuff that came in Indominus. And then Yeah three different speeder variants with like a guy who has who looks like he's bolted into his his little seat up there but <laughs> yeah as somebody said just imagine you know multiple rockets firing off right next to your ear yeah he's uh, fine he's, he's space right now. he can take it he's fine he knew what this was and of course we get to see what was coming for the rest of the year which is three variants of space marines and then they threw cast players of bone with with the Death Guard Codex, which just more Space Marines. Yeah, I mean look, it is. It, it's yeah. just it's just bad Space Marines. Yeah, it's oh they're the evil Space Marines. I listen, 
they they showed it to us. It's a pile of disappointment. It's fine. It's fine. I'll I'll live with it. I, you know what? Here's the thing. We're eating our vegetables first, so that the only thing that's left to enjoy is sweet, delicious Zenos. Yeah. Yeah. That's not true because there's still no. plenty of space marines. Q1 left. will be the rest of the cast space marines and the other space marines. And... Yeah, so we've got Blood Angels. 2022. Yeah. Yeah. We've got Blood Angels, Space Wolves, and Death Watch. Which I. They. Space Marine players are just still mad about it. And I just. Yeah. Where's, okay. where's my. Dark Angels and. Yeah. Okay, come on. Half of them are Where's My and the other half are But I Just Bought the Book. Yeah, and I wouldn't. I don't know what you want. <laughs> no one knows what. They More Primaris, slam the button. And Eldar players look at their craftwork models and weep. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's my hope with the stuff like Eldar, Dark Eldar and Eldar. Like you know, we had to push craftworlds back a while because we're the plastic Halloween Banshees went over so well. We're gonna release new new plastic aspect where it gets for everything, but. Maybe a few other new things that wouldn't yeah, hurt. Yeah, yeah, even just something new, like um... right. I mean, that's the thing is like I'll take, I'll take the the good ones, coming a little later. If also we get like cool new things with them, like can we have new toys? I'm hoping. I was talking to um, one of the guys, one of the regulars from my store, and he is a like he was a space space wolf player, and he actually switched to. Um, death watch because the for the last edition because space wolves came so early and there was such a power creep mm. they kind of got overshadowed completely by everything else and so now both of his are coming out at the same time and he's like i'm a little worried about it <laughs> i'm like i'm sure it'll be fine maybe like when, they learned when your army power. when your army has to be worried about you right. know codex toddler being a threat yeah yeah, exactly. So yeah, so I'm hoping that because it was a thing, right? Like the later, the later a codex was, the cooler it was. Yeah, the cooler. Like not even had, just, yeah. not even just more powerful, but it was just cooler. Yeah. So I'm hoping that maybe, maybe they've yeah. avoided it this time. There, there is something we can do that's more fun than just being disappointed at these four codex updates. Um, coming in the last two months of the year, yeah, is we can do my favorite thing in the world, math, <laughs> because uh-huh. this gives us like this gives us an approximate schedule. Like they're releasing these four codexes in the last two months of the year, which I'm I'm inclined to say at least one of those is going to be in usually the hollowed month of December where yeah. they don't release anything interesting except like bundles and stuff. Right. And and merch like oh god I sure need another Dark Angels mug. Well, they and, don't have to do that anymore because they have their dedicated merch site. Right. I do like my red painting handle, though. That was mm. from last Christmas, and I did enjoy that. But the thing is, now we know that they're pro- they're capable, and we can project that maybe they'll be releasing two of these Codex updates a month, which is mm-hmm. great because that means we can expect 24 Codex updates <laughs> in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> and if the math holds up, Maybe some of those will be Xeno. So here's, I mean, so here's the thing with that, right? So because they're not all codexes, though. True. The... Three of these are technically supplements. Yeah. And they also don't come with all the bells and whistles of new models or new units, which I am hoping for for something else. So if we could just run through all the other supplements and just get mm, those... just get them out of the way out the way um, if I could humbly ask for a new Huron Blackheart model I would be pretty happy I'll go back to my roots it would be fun my space pirate roots um Our maybe. yeah <laughs> so uh that's my 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 hope is that maybe maybe we could just burn through some of these supplements faster um, yeah I'm yeah. doubting we're gonna get 24 though if only because even if that's the plan, something is going to happen. You know, I mean, so if if the supplements aren't coming with 
with new models, you know, maybe just an upgrades per something like yeah, that. Yeah, or like yeah, like a sprue or yeah. maybe a captain. Something like, like that. If you then let's have let's ha- hopefully they'll do because if nothing theoretically comes out, um, one thing in December, let's say Death Guys December, the three supplements are November. If they do, you know, three supplements in one month, then they can they can blast through the rest of the space marine stuff in like you know one other month in twenty twenty one, and then we'd be all set. Yeah, let's do that. I like that plan. Yeah, and let's let uh let's let Dark Angels players whine as long as possible. So let's make that like November twenty twenty one when they finally get. <laughs> They're so whiny already. I mean, uh, it's it's great that the emo space marines are the whiniest because yeah, right? it's on theme. Yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be a new Death Guard model, which it looks kind of cool. And it, there I, might be more than one. That's true. Yeah, they, they actually one there, one, so far. There is a terrain piece in their little preview image that people were talking about. So. And as we learned, I think like today or yesterday, terrain is taking a turn for the interesting Ooh, in yeah. the upcoming um, Crusade stuff. And not just Crusade, but the other book that's coming. like yeah. Tactical Deployment. Yeah. Oh, I, I was looking for the fake Latin name. Ah. I don't know what that was. I didn't see. Oh, are you that. talking about the um, the battle zone manufacturer? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's always something with a fake Latin name. <laughs> or Vertigus, which actually that one is pretty cool. They're like, all right, but what if we put ruins, pipes, and like kind of a church thing all in one box, and an imperial radiator? Yeah. Which is what that thing looks like. Yeah, I think it just does. Sorry, guys. Just, it just does. Warm. It definitely does. Um. In, but, the, in in the grim darkness of the 41st millennium, sometimes it's chilly. Yeah. All right. I, so yeah, go ahead. So they so we've got actually coming out next uh, soon. They they've got the pre-order. It's like the next pre-order is the the mission pack tactical deployment, which mm-hmm. is all about terrain. Um, they're putting out terrain data sheets. Which is cool, because they seem kind of like the Warcry ones, right? Like, it's yeah. like, here's how your terrain's going to look. These are the keywords it has. This is how it works. And I I think that's a great idea, because um, the less arguing with whoever you're playing with, or, like, the faster decisions get made, like, the sooner we get to playing. Um, but they've also got the first of the Crusade books. Mm. Um, also, both of these seem to be in that small spiral bound rubber band like elastic around it format that I love Which is because great. these yeah. are the books you carry and this is brilliant um, so the first crusade book is Beyond the Veil um, which has 24 missions four different game sizes extra agendas, battle traits, relics and battle scars as well as new rules for afflictions and theater of war for the Pariah Nexus. So this is very exciting to me because like, so I mean, I'm already super into it. Like I'll go play in the Pariah Nexus. Let's go. But what this opens up is the ability to like, if you're, you know, if your group is going to play through crusade, there's nothing like if you're one of those people and I am one of those people, there's nothing stopping you from writing your own whole crusade setting and so having this first one is going to be really good for seeing like this is what they envision for it mm-hmm. and I want to do my own there you go I, I just like the idea of being able to say okay we're going to set our crusade in this setting we all know what to expect because we all know have the rules but also that way we can all select terrain that's yes. going to fit we can yep. all base our models in, in, in a way that's going to match so then everybody's bringing stuff to the table that's not just painted and cool looking because you're doing crusades, so it's like escalations type, but it all works together. Yeah, and it's thematic. Oh, a lot of freaking cool things yeah. to be done with that. Yeah, um, I'm glad that they're focusing on this side of the game too, right? Um, we got it last edition sort of with, with every book had a few narrative missions, but here is like, here's a, a fully fleshed out, you know, narrative campaign with experience points and achievements and all kinds of stuff. And it's run. its own thing. So yeah, if that's exactly. not your jam, like, right. if you're just Captain ITC, like, you don't need Go to buy it. the book. Like, that's fine. And uh, the 
the tactical deployment. So what they're doing is they're giving um, terrain is going to have a points value, right? So you bring a X number of points of terrain to the game, and then when you do the pre-battle setup, you're going to set up the terrain in there um, as part of that. But you're going to use the terrain you and your opponent brought to to make the battlefield, which is a pretty interesting way to play, and also is a is a good business move for them because hey, if you want to use it, you got to buy our terrain. Yeah. Um, and what I like too with the the tactical deployment is that the missions don't actually if you look at the missions that they showed us anyway at least the one they showed us you don't actually need to use like it doesn't say this must be used with tactical terrain so it just gives just more missions to play overall yeah it's great because not only does it like it's not just a good business decision for for games workshop because they're going to sell more terrain but also people who already own terrain yeah. now have like a new extra value for what they already own so it's a win-win and the and the boxes they're doing like the um the battle zone manufacturer vertigus you get a play mat and you get some terrain to go with it right so yep great for anybody yeah. especially since ninth edition is is the is supposed to be a more terrain edition too so if you need to bulk it up a little bit, I mean this perfect comes with the boards, which I I have four kill team boards. I can tell you, I have a much easier time playing on those four boards than trying to like use painters tape. I've seen people mark off a board and they forget about during the game. Yeah. Just you know, it just makes life a little easier if you have the boards ready to go. And all the different terrain data sheets, the one they showed us, like they all have different special rules and stuff. Like one of them lets you repair a vehicle every turn, right? The engine shed. Yep. You can uh, repair a vehicle. The another one, a storage thing, lets everybody throw a grenade if you ever remember to use that rule. Um, <laughs> Which is great because, like, I hope that that carries over to things like the the what is it, the mech workshop or whatever mm-hmm. that the orcs have that you would never take because you're not going to bother wasting those points from your list. Well, now it's like its own thing, hopefully, that that yeah, I'm, falls I'm into curious, that category. I'm curious how moving forward this is going to affect the fortification slot. Like, how are yeah. these things different from fortifications? Yeah. Or, cause here's a question. Maybe the answer is in the article and I missed it, but when I bring a piece of terrain using these points do i deploy it specifically for my own benefit is it just put in the terrain pile and then we like whoever whose turn it is to put down terrain puts it down how's that work yeah i don't i didn't see it specify put yourself yeah Mm. and i mean the thing with the fortifications right is you is you spend points from your army on them so i don't know if those are going to be part of this um the pregame deployment. Like, it sounds like locations are very specific yeah. about like who can use them. Like they usually the it's it's only friendly models for most cases. Yep. At least for the frag drill for Jesus recalls that way. Yeah. I mean, I, I, what sounds what makes the most sense to me, at least with the tactical deployment stuff, is that we make it. You and I make a terrain pool and then we deploy it. Um, but well, I guess you know we'll find out pretty soon anyway. It's supposed to go up for pre-order this weekend, so usually the week before they do some more previews on it. Right. And I think so. As they started looking at the codexes coming out, I think we got one of the more interesting updates, and that is the core keyword. Yeah. I, How did I forget I about really, this? This is a big deal. I really like this. I think this is great. Um, and so core is going to be a keyword that are going to, is going to be on some data sheets. Um, you know, not necessarily just your troops, because uh, in the article they mentioned, like, Terminators have it. Some vehicles may have it. Um, but so what basically what, happened, what we're looking at is, like, the Space Marine Captain's reroll ones only works on core units now. So he's not rerolling his own units. He's not, you know, they said it's going to try to avoid, you know, get rid of things like babysitting. Like, you just buy a cap to stay in the back with you through your pulsers all game. And it stops that, like, circle of captains all buffing each other yeah. with abilities yep. and, and things like that. Because I looked at this, like, when I, first, when I first read it, I read it basically backwards in that I was like, oh, no, so we're going to give a keyword to 
Like, so instead of it being like, you know, infantry or something like that, we're going to expand it to more stuff. So now things like Terminators are going to get something stupid and that's going to be terrible. But no, it is that was the completely backwards way to think about it. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's exactly that. It's, it makes them all thematic. And so you're not going to have a captain sitting with like you're going to have something specific like um, like for, for chaos. They have a bunch of of um, characters that do things for demon engines. Mm -hmm. So yes, that character would thematically stand with those demon engines. And so that all makes sense as opposed to, yeah, just like some dude standing in the middle of a bunch of tanks being like, you guys are great. You guys are all doing great. Or a lieutenant, a lieutenant telling a captain to hit the hit the guy better, you know. Something yeah. Like that. I, I I do love the idea of like your chapter master being inspired by his lieutenant. It's like, oh man, Lieutenant Stevens is so good. <laughs> like he, even though I'm the chapter master, right. and absolute like lord over this this entire chapter of Space Marines. It's really it's really you know Lieutenant Stevens that's driving me to do this. Yeah. In in um. I do like when they when they talked about the uh, the characters not telling themselves to be inspiring themselves to do better because I can just see, you know, like as it is now, like a, a captain shoots and he misses, like come on, damn it, like you're better than this. You gotta, you gotta... <laughs> I I do love the idea of like Marnius Caligar like missing yeah. a shot is going come on Marnius, oh, come on, <laughs> chaos. Like Gollum and like oh man, frozen for ten thousand years can fit a friggin'. <laughs> Um, I think this is going to. years, I can't even hit a card. Yeah, back. come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a this is a really good change to the game. Um, you know, if you look at a lot of the more popular, powerful lists, it's it's stacking these, uh, you know, auras around whatever you want to kill to kill stuff that might not necessarily be, you know, a core unit, whether it's your plague burst crawlers or repulsors. Uh, or dre like your Leviathan, the Dreadnoughts, the an most ancient of Dreadnoughts, just uh, getting buffed by characters. So I think this is going to be a really good change for the game overall. And with that, we also get to see the weapon updates coming, mm -hmm. which, as a Sisters of Battle player, makes me very happy. Um <laughs> As a, as a Tau player, it makes me happy too, but yeah. I'm not going to go into details. <laughs> I've uh, I've talked about it. Yeah, I've done some theory <laughs> crafting, and there are certain things you can do with Taus that are now, woof, they're interesting. <laughs> they're uh, gonna have an impact. Anyways, go on. Does tell it, me about does your it, sisters. Does it involve crisis suits with lots of flamers? Oh my! How did you how did you know? <laughs> You know what else you need a lot of? Dice. Yes. <laughs> Many uh, dice. So all flamers are going to be 12 inch range now. Even hand the, the 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 small small hand flamers still 12 inch range. As a Gene Sitter called player, also kind of jazzed about that. With with as a sister's flamer, my retributor is now having 16 inch flamers. Makes me even better. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. The light. And <clears throat> multi-melt is now actually being multi, which is cool. Um, and I thought the, the change to from the 2d6 take the highest in half range to the flat plus 2, you know, definitely makes them more, more reliable. Having a little more consistent damage output. Um, yep. We'll see how that transfers over to... The other things like fusion and stuff like that, hopefully it's it's consistent across everything. Agreed. And heavy bolters going up in damage, as was, was much speculated before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm eager to see. Like, they've been pretty good about key staying on top of, of balancing. So yeah. I'm... I'm... I don't want to say confident, but comfortable. Cautiously yeah, cautiously optimistic that they're going to do it. They're going to keep doing that here. V that being said, I, I I dread having an entire month where all the internet does is complain that it's on it's unbalanced and terrible until they fix it. Yeah, and you know the, the heavy boulder thing is not. I mean, unless you're really this is this is bad for space screen players, right? Because 
then yeah, all their guys are going to have two wounds. Um, and it, it really, it's it's going to hurt the like the multi-wound Tyranid stuff if they don't balance it. But um, most armies are, are, their troops are just one wound guys anyway, so. I think it's too bad. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't shake it up too much. Hunter killer missiles got a, got a little better, so your spare points are now a little more effective. And of course, Astarte's chain swords get better for some reason. But that's okay. It's fine. And all the power weapons being changed, um, I think, was is an interesting. I just I love the power swords getting plus one strength because it just makes howling banshees, which are one of my favorite aspect units, that more, much more attractive to actually use. Yeah. And storm shields, they are going to be like they're on the Indominus book, four plus invuln and then plus one to your regular save, which I think is great, just because I mean you know those mass storm shield units just bouncing every single thing left and right was was a little annoying for some people. So yeah, I know that in kill team storm storm shields are just just flat out broken. Yeah, they're bananas. Like just broken. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. So, I mean, these are the changes that are in the, you know, Space Marine Codex, which, of course, sort of cross over to mostly Imperial armies, except for the Power Weapon one, because Power Swords are, are pretty prevalent across across most most factions. Um, I think this is going to be interesting to see how this plays out with the other factions in the other armies, especially things like, right, Tyranids have all their own war gear. So how is this going right. to play out for them when they come up? Or, um, you know, most of the armies, like I said, like the other fusion weapons, which the, the Tau and the uh, the Eldar have, is this going to be consistent for them? Are they going to get something different? Um, what I'm just... hoping, because this, this is kind of a, a thematic adjustment, right? This is an adjustment to make bolters feel more like bolters and the the extra wounds on space marine is so that we remember that they're supposed to be super soldiers i'm hoping that means that they're taking a look at all that weird rep weaponry from all these other codexes and, and other races and going all right how do we make this fit also right yeah well and just in things like the wound adjustment like i've heard somebody float this and they were kind of joking but Maybe not so much. It's like Tyranid big monsters, right? Because Tyranids don't really have an invulnerable save, which helps the bigger stuff last longer. So somebody was saying, like, just double their wounds for any of the Tyranid stuff that doesn't have an invulnerable save. Hmm. Which is an interesting way to get around, you know, making them tougher without having to give them something like an invulnerable save. Um... So, yeah, Tau, Tyranids, it'll be interesting to see how this stuff plays out for them, too. I mean, I, yeah. I can see I, their intent, right? Making everything a little more thematic, making, you know, Space Marines are getting extra rooms, but they're also going up in points, so the games are still getting a little smaller that way, too. Um, I think the whole change with auras could affect things like Tyranids an awful lot, yeah, too. Yeah, Which is also another, like, that's another way to kind of work around some of those things. But don't worry, I'm sure we won't see a Tyranid codex anytime soon. So they've got plenty of time mm -hmm. to figure it out. Boo. I mean, I'm not happy about it, but yeah. tell me I'm wrong. As a consummate Tyranid player, I am also very sad. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see just the... That's what I'm hoping for, is right? We've seen sort of... It looks like when codexes come out, everybody's going to get something new. Whether it be Orc Boys or... A big thing like Necrons and and, and uh, well Space Marines, not that they need it, but um, I'd love. I I mean, I'm still hoping for that big, massive Tyranid monster. There's there's so many things I'm looking forward to with these new co new codexes because yeah, you're right. Like Tyranids could use some. There's a couple models that they still don't have in plastic that they definitely should get. Um, the fact that they're revisiting some troop units means maybe we'll get some new uh, some new Gaunts, which would mm. be great. Not that the Gaunts that we have currently are bad, but new ones would be better. 
but also like we we've talked a bit about the Aldars getting some plastic uh, some plastic aspect warriors that would be neat but then i'm looking at some other armies like harlequins harlequins mm. could use something half anything do- like a dozen half dozen new models and it wouldn't kill them let me yeah. let me tell you I've, playing harlequins i have seven choices in my codex one of which is totally pointless so i really have six choices in my codex yep which one's pointless the void weaver it's just oh i like that. it's a very cool model but it, yeah. it, there's just other stuff that... I have, too, but there's just other stuff that when I'm building an army, like, the first thing to go is, like, well, if I drop a Void Weaver, I get another, you know, squad of uh, Harlequin players. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, I've already been over how I play this game. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, I'd love to see an Avatar of Sigurash. Yeah. I'd like to see, like, maybe some other vehicles, a different, maybe, type of troop choice and That'd troop. Be nice. Like there's there's so many things that they can do with that that would be a lot of fun. Um, I remember back in the day. I don't know if you guys remember this, but there used to be a model that you could get, which was a Harlequin uh, Wraith Lord. Yes. And mm-hmm. that would be welcome. That would be a yep. nice, fun thing. Imagine that dancing through the battlefield. <laughs> yep. So I'm I'm thinking about these armies that are smaller. Like, what about like uh, the Yanari? Like. Mm. What happens when they come out with a new codex? Because now we know that ban- the Banshee kit comes with Yanari heads. Yeah. Are, are we going to see that for other aspect warriors? Are going to are, are they going to get their own aspect warriors? Are we going to get like a, a unit of Eldar ghosts they can summon? What can they do? Almost anything. It, I, and there's a, sorry, that's ahead. why. No, that's why I'm. That's why I just the more even though it's all space marine stuff, it still makes me very excited just because it feels like right eighth was a reboot of the game we got a few new things here and there we did get you know one the sisters plastics finally came out so we got a whole new army line there but now ninth it's like all right let's take eighth and just turn it up to 11 with a with new stuff yeah yeah and i'm happy for the space marine like yeah i I joke a lot about being oh space marines again but like a lot of my friends play space marine it's good to see them happy and i mean there's still a lot of them are still a cool model like i don't like that four-wheeler because so many reasons (laughs) but i mean a lot of it like the new little bunker they're getting that looks nasty but it's, it's a cool model um, it's not because I, do, I don't play Space Marines. I'm not excited for the Space Marine models. It's just I'm really curious what, as a Xenos player, what, like like any gamer, like I'm selfish. I want to know what my armies are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, also, you're right. Like every Space Marine, like you go, okay, so they've done this for Space Marines. So there could be an equivalent. And how would that go? For my dudes, and we, we've seen the potential they have when they revamp an army just with the Necron yeah. stuff, right? Or even even the yeah. sister stuff that right they added a, they did add several new units to the codex when they released it too and read the line, so we know they and, can do it. And they seem to be adding those centerpiece models, yes, um, like the the Saint Catherine and the um, Silent King. Like those seem to be sort of a thing that they're working into most of the armies a lot of the armies they're, they're working these them, things please. and they're working like big centerpiece bosses like gaz and, and yep. marius calgar no marius calgar uh, robert goldman um abaddon like they're, they're bringing in like these big monstrous guys so between those centerpiece models between like the the and and, and those big guys like those are all units that have a possible chance of showing up in any army. Yeah. There's a lot of armies that don't have flyers that could use them. Like sisters could have such a beautiful flyer. Yep. And I was I was thinking about, well, Dean Circles could also have a flyer. And of course my brain went, well what would they have? Well they probably would have something kind of like a heavy lifter for rocks because they're all like mining base. And then they you could have an attack where it drops <laughs> rocks on people. So it could double up as like a, a like a transport and a bomber. And yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, <laughs> I have or, problems. Or where terrain is such a vital feature. Um, what if we got a Necron? I mean, a, a we are Tyranid. getting Necron terrain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, what if we got a Tyranid terrain box? Like a capillary yeah. towers, stuff like that. Capillary towers yeah. and a spawning spawning pool. That's yeah. really all I ask for. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's the potential like, is so high, and I can't like I'm worried because it all sounds so good. 
it, I'm worried for two reasons. I'm worried for my wallet because I am yes. not made out of money, <laughs> and I'm I'm worried. I'm worried of October. Like I'm I'm worried mm, that yeah. we are building our expectations so high because everything is so cool right now. It's gonna roll around. It's like oh, check out the new Tyranid Codex. It comes with a plastic death leaper like wait that's that's the release that's what we're getting yeah. mm-hmm. the whole the whole psyche even though psyche awakening story-wise was cool the the promise that was brought on by the the eldar box set was was not right it's it started with a bang and then just whimper too. after whimper here's another space like, like, character it's like, oh, here's your new Harlequin Codex, and we got a new Solitaire. It's like the same Solitaire, but with different positions. That's right. He's flipping. Instead of being up on his right hand, he's up on his left hand now. Exactly. Yeah. Although, Even if it's like the coolest Solitaire model in the world, it blows the other one out of the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's still I still want still more. Similar, yeah. Yeah. They've, they've, set, they've set the bar high for themselves, so the, the possibility that they're not going to reach it is very real. Yes. <sighs> sure freaking know how to kill the mood. <laughs> well, let's let's still ride that high though cuz I think I yeah, think there's I'm still a lot thinking, of thinking like I'm getting I'm, I'm thinking there's... of like that freaking loader for Dizzy <laughs> Cult. Like, I've mentioned it. That's all I can think of. I mean, I'm I am most excited for Tiernas just because of the sheer potential and all the different stuff that they yep. have. Right, especially as since you know, if if you look back at the the story, right, they they take in the things they kill and absorb it and create new things. So we've got a whole bunch of new things. So let's see some new, you know, tiered stuff too. Well, it needs to be biological. Like we're not. No, yeah, I know, I know. But I mean, like they Necron hybrids. We can assume they've they've absorbed some Primaris guys, so there might there's a chance for a different unit there. Mm-hmm. It's just Primaris Marines with claws. Well, the Threaded Warriors were originally what the what the hive mind built out of Space Marine yeah, Gene. Yeah. So an enhanced Tyranid Warrior would not be Warrior, bad. Warrior Prime? Ooh. Wait, no, that's already a thing. That is a thing. Uh, yeah, it's a Tyranid Prime. It's an HQ choice. True. Don't think it's, 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 between it's basically a Tyranid Lieutenant. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. That's that's what every faction is getting is a, a lieutenant equivalent model across the board. All lieutenants. Oh goody. And then we can arena fight. That'll be great. <laughs> I think yeah. You know, so as long yeah, I mean as long as they can keep up the momentum and keep this through with other other stuff, and we've been like I said, we've been seeing little little hints of other things like that space org boy or the the one sisters model. If they can keep it up, it's going to be a 2021 should be should be great for 40k. Not each yeah, year's each year has been since the 8th edition came out, you know, getting a little bit a little bit more better every year for 40k. So hopefully they can keep it up. I'd love to see other crusade books too for different areas that would be awesome. Yep. Um and that seems hopefully that's that's their plan. Um lots of potential. So, yeah, so what what I'm here's what I'm saying, guys. Follow me with this. So Imperial Guard, we need some plastic abhumans. Like a bunch yes. of them. like this needs psychic awakening needs to have had an impact on the abhuman population and we need more plastic ab- abhumans. They could go they could go back to Rogue Trader and, and give uh get back to the, the penal legions and the beastmen. We can still leave out the human bombs, I think. <laughs> that was a Rogue Trader thing. Um but yeah, abhumans. More new rattlings, new, I mean, beastmen, which they used to use. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool to see stuff like that. Well, we we know there's beastmen on the chaos side. Yeah, yeah, chaos beastmen. They're in a Blackstone Fortress. Yep. Oh, I know. Oh, me too. <laughs> I'm really pushing people around here to to once we can assemble a little bit more, get get a Blackstone camp, Fortress campaign going. I'm, uh, I'm painting my models so that I can uh, do exactly that. It's, it's such a they're such cool models. Oh, it's awesome. Uh-huh. I I also I, uh, my brother has a 3D printer, so I bought some STL files that uh, all the terrain on the tiles you they like have 3D prints of it, so you can sort of oh. 
Or uh, the, the... oh, my brother's been looking at 3D printers because that's make all he has mm. to do with his time. So <laughs> there's two different ways you can do it, right? You can get the the 3D files, but then there's also a different company that sells the produced 3D items. So yeah, cool. you get get the files and then send them to Shapeways. Yeah, you can do that. So too. many options. But anyway. Lots of good stuff coming out for 40K. We've also, GW has been gracious enough to sort of extend the previews to all three of us now, since unlike a lot of a lot of uh, podcasts and stuff out there, we're not all together, right? We, Amy and I are probably within an hour of each other. JF is, is four hours from us, so um, it's hard to, to get to, to, it would even be difficult just to get together and look at stuff, so. So, yes, better content. Yes. As Penny. long as GW gives us better content, let's go, guys. Yes, yes, come on. We've given you so many ideas. <laughs> and you're leaving most of them on the table. Come on, dominatrix <laughs> kit, dual kit, so that it can be like a, a big monster that's also being used by a gene stealer cult, like as in sort oh, of an slave. That'd be so awesome. Thing, it just so many, so many ideas. Oh my god. Well, that's that's all the latest 40k news. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? I think that covers no. just about everything. No, unless you guys have half an hour to listen to me talk about my idea for a 40k battle royale game, but n- no yet. one's save no. it, save it. Yeah, there there's a TED talk about <laughs> that. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, as you play 40k games, you know, uh, feel free to reach out to us on our Facebook page. Um, we'll we'll keep trying to post there when we can and hopefully we'll have some more news for you in a couple weeks thank you for listening to 40k radio part of the free buddhist network you can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the free buddhist forum please check out the other podcasts on the free buddhist network until next time remember that in the grim darkness of the far future there is only war and cookies <laughs>